Welcome to Language Chats. This is a podcast for language lovers in Australia and beyond where we share our experiences of language learning with you, as well as the stories of other Australians and a few international guests who love learning, working with and communicating using other languages. I'm Penny. And I'm Beck. And today we're actually going to start our episode a little bit differently. Um, Something that we have been thinking about adding into our podcast for a little while. Um, And that is an acknowledgement of country. So we would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording today, the Wadawurrung people and Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to Elders past and present. Thanks, Beck. I think it's it's good that we do the acknowledgement of country and we'll do this in every podcast episode now going forward, just as, I guess, a reminder to us of, you know, the land of the people that we are living on and, of course, that we're recording on um, and I think it's a really good way of acknowledging the traditional owners of the land of the people that we live on. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a really good thing to do. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, Penny, but um, more and more I noticed that the ABC here in Australia um, have been including in their reporting um, when they are like – if, if there is a journalist who is reporting from a particular part of Australia or even just actually in the mornings, I often turn on the news while I'm like having breakfast or something and they'll say, um, you know, we're reporting from Gadigal country, which means that they're reporting from Sydney, um, the, the area that we know is Sydney. Um, and I think it's a really good thing just to have people be a little bit more aware of who was here before we got here. Yes, totally agree. And in case any of you listening today don't know as well. Melbourne has another name as well that we are starting to see be used more often as well. The name of Melbourne is sometimes now being referred to as Nam. So yes, I have noticed this too. I think that will be something that we will see much more of going forward as well, which I think is great. Yes, agreed. So what are we talking about today, Beck? <laughs> well, um, I – so – Penny, I feel like this is going to be one where I'm going to be asking you lots of questions because I am not somebody who really from like my language learning experiences in life, um, I don't feel like incentives are a big part of language learning for me. Right. Did I come come up with this topic maybe? Maybe I intrigued because like I can see how there are other things in life where I know I need incentives um to just get things done um language learning I'm not like I was thinking about this today and I'm just not sure that I I'm not sure that that is something I always need for motivation well that's good that's that's awesome I think that's a really great thing I'm not sure, but maybe I just haven't thought about it hard enough. So I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. What kind of, well, you know, do you, do you, are incentives a bigger part of your language learning and do you need, you know, rewards and things like that to, to help you stay motivated? Yes, definitely. And I think always have done. But I was thinking about it today as well, thinking, well, maybe what I'm thinking of as an incentive and as a reward wouldn't be something that someone else would necessarily think of. So one of the things that came to mind was 
is after I've done, you know, maybe I've done an italki conversation class or I've, you know, been able to have a really great little conversation or I've understood something, you know, challenging and I was like really, you know, pretty pumped and pretty proud of myself, especially after like a conversation because I'm a big extrovert and so, you know, all my energy and, and kind of, yeah, I guess my my good feelings come from people. And so I think to me that is a huge reward and I know a lot of the things that I, you know, tell myself or suck myself up is, you know, think how good you're going to feel after you've had this conversation or after you've, you know, understood this really challenging piece of dialogue or, or whatever it is. Um, because I know that feeling afterwards is a real buzz for me. Uh, okay. So interesting because now that you've described it that way, I guess I was thinking about like physical rewards. or Like a spa, like a, like a massage voucher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I did an Icotokia lesson this week and therefore I deserve a yeah, like a like a massage, like pat, oh, pat literally yeah. pat on the back for me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I wouldn't say no to that either, but <laughs> it's not something that I ever really do. Mm. Like in terms of those kind of, I guess they're kind of more tangible physical rewards. Um, Although saying that, so if, if I'm thinking about money exchanging hands, some mm-hmm. of the things that I have rewarded myself before where I have had to, you know, outlay some cash, which is usually pretty small things, you know, like um, do you ever, Beck, you know, go, oh, look, just say, you you know, you might be learning something particularly and you're like, like just, just do that and then, you know, go and shut yourself this nice drink or coffee or, or whatever. So something small like that. That's always been a big thing for me. Um, or um, on the other end of the scale <laughs> is is my love of travel, which you know is a big part of my life and how my language learning revolves around, around that as well. So perhaps if I know that I've got a trip that I really want to do or that's coming up in a few months' time, then I know that's the language that I want to focus on and the reward in itself is going to that country and being able to use that language in a, you know, at a higher proficiency than I may have done if I hadn't have put the hard yards in prior to the trip. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, coffee versus plane ticket. It's a little bit different, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I love, no, I love that. This is, this is all helping me to understand because I... I I agree definitely in terms of like the feeling, so going back to what you were saying initially, like feeling good and like saying, I know I'm going to feel better after like, you know, just think about how good you'll feel after you've had a whole conversation with somebody in insert target language here Um, that I very much identify with. I just don't think I always felt like I, I didn't think of that so much as, a reward, but I'm guessing that I really should have. <laughs> like well, I think maybe, maybe like intrinsically in my head, I was like, that is the reward. It's that I will get to the end. And even though I'm tired and it's the end of my day and I was a bit silly and booked an Ike talkie lesson at 6 p.m. right after I finished work, um, 
I still do it because I know that afterwards I'll be like, yeah, you just had a 45-minute like half conversation in Danish. That was worth it. (laughs) And exactly. And I always think of it as well, like sometimes bring it back to exercise. It's like, you know, you've got up for that 6 a.m. gym class, think how good you're going to feel afterwards and that in itself is the incentive to to do it and and reap the benefits after after the the fact but definitely in terms of like travel for example like that is a big a big reward i suppose as well and for so many i'm sure there are lots of other people out there who also agree that when you've got a trip in mind that you're working you're kind of you know getting excited about and you're working towards it um if you're also learning a language to you know sorry learning a language and let's say it happens to be a place where you can speak that language while you're traveling Um, or maybe it is a new place that you've never been to before and so you've decided to try and learn a little bit of the language before you go. Um, Yes, that is a reward, I guess, in and of itself, the fact that you get to have that whole experience as well Um, and that deep down, again, it's like you know that you will feel better um, or at least proud of yourself when you get to another place and you can have at least even a simple conversation with somebody when you get there. Yeah, and even just, you know, a a matter of kind of getting through daily necessities like being able to get the food that you need or cope with, you know, dietary requirements or, you know, so many things like that that rely on on yourself and and the, the challenge that you kind of set, especially if you're going somewhere where you know that not much English will be spoken. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's definitely a big a big thrill for me. And I don't know, do you do you do you get this kind of buzz thing as well? Like, and I think that's that's a big incentive for me as well. And I think it comes from connecting with people and being able to do so in another language and just getting that huge adrenaline rush, I guess, mm-hmm. and that that huge, really awesome feeling. Um, does that happen to you as well? Um, it does, but I appreciate that we are both people who are quite extroverted, so we are the kind of people who get that sort of rush. Um, what I've thought about before is often like when I – because I know, I know that not everybody is like that. And if you are listening to this episode and you're hearing some of the things that we're saying and you're like, that would never, ever be me, I would what, – what rush are you talking about? I just want to be like <laughs> – I just want everyone to leave me a little bit alone and then for me to enjoy the language like on my own. Like I I can understand that. Um, And yeah, sorry, sorry, something I've often reflected on is that I get that buzz, but I know that other people who are not necessarily as like maybe (laughs) out, like sometimes we can be a bit full on um, and, and out there in our way of interacting. For other people who don't feel that way, um, there is still a, there must still be a feeling. There is still a feeling of probably, yeah, I'm guessing it is a different kind of rush, um, maybe a different kind of a different kind of buzz um, that you get from using or understanding, um, communicating um, in another language, um, but that it can be different for everybody. Yeah, totally. And it's it's sense? it's not necessarily an introvert versus extrovert thing no. as well, although I think you're right there's a there's going to be a difference there. 
it's I think it would apply to how people learn as well you know we've talked about this in the past about you know being visual or oral or oral or you know kinesthetic type learners and I think the type of learner that we are could also then relate to how we feel or how we interpret the rewards that we receive back mm. this is this is all getting very deep and technical back <laughs> How do you how do you think that what that has just made me think about is fear, actually, um, because I think that sometimes um, what can be really off putting um, when you are trying to learn something new, anything new, um, but particularly in the case of language learning, because you really have to put yourself out there. Mm. Um, and that's a very scary part of the process when you first have to jump in. And say something to someone and hope that they understand um, and the kind of frankly like terror <laughs> of someone just being like I don't know what you just said <laughs> or I understand nothing or them just speaking English ah oh, the worst feeling um, <laughs> when you you've tried really hard and then someone's just like would you prefer if we speak English in their perfect English of course and then you just just all that English speakers guilt just dawns on you um, <laughs> but I think I think that fear um, of kind of stepping into the language learner who's trying to communicate that mode um, that can be very off-putting. And it must be hard, um, I think, for, for everybody to some degree it is difficult to step into that that point, like to put your foot into the – jump into the cold water. Like sometimes I feel like it's just like when you get in a pool and you're like, I could just like walk in via the steps and everything like gets a little bit colder and then I'll like slowly put the rest of my body under the water and then I'll finally be under there and it'll be okay. Um, or there are some people who are just like, no, nah, it's all good. I'll just like jump in um, and they're just like straight into it and they just try everything and they get everything wrong and it doesn't really matter because they're okay with that. But I know that that's not the same for everyone. Yes, Definitely. And I'm like, I was trying to think, am I like a jumper in or like a slowly slider in And I think, I think I can be both actually, or a mix, yeah. um, depending on the situation. But I mean, the the stepping outside of your comfort zone and tackling that tackling that fear is all part of the reward that you get back, isn't it? Because it just amplifies it. So if you know, if you do do this amazing thing and strike up a conversation and the person understands you maybe or maybe they don't but still <laughs> you've done it um you know huge achievement and you know huge reward back so do you think that you're quite because obviously I am realizing as we have had this conversation so far that I'm clearly not very conscious of this myself <laughs> Um, but I feel like you're much more conscious of what those what those kind of incentives are, those good feelings and those good things that are the reward that you receive from the language learning process. Um, do they form an important part of how you set goals? Yeah, good question. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say so because I think a lot of th- – my goals in the past have been, you know, around, like I was just thinking, I've got had some goals 
previously around, you know, sitting and passing exams at certain levels. Mm -hmm. And which is okay. Yeah. And I mean, really, that is a reward, isn't it? To pass and get, you know, get your 80% or whatever you end up getting and go, yay, I I did it and I got a great mark. And, um, and that's totally stepping outside your comfort zone and pushing yourself and all that kind of stuff. Um, haven't done that so much lately, but I feel like now in terms of goal setting, it's a little bit more, not, not vague, I don't think, but when I was going on a trip, it was to Vietnam and I really wanted to have a really, like a really foodie focused trip. And I really wanted to brush up on like a whole bunch of vocab and dishes, like, you know, in a cuisine like Vietnamese cuisine, there is so many different dishes and different regional, you know, cuisine variations. So I, I purposely did a number of kind of, you know, online lessons around cuisine and, and food and that kind of stuff because that was my that was my goal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, did I – feel good and I'm like yeah well I learned lots of new dishes and I got to order them when I was there so I think that's a good it's a you know that's a that's a tick and that's <laughs> that's a good feeling in the end isn't it yeah absolutely food is always a great reward how about you um, in terms of your goal setting well <clears throat> again I'm trying to think about goal setting in kind of the lens of how I feel that it rewards me I think actually like for me setting setting a goal and achieving it is kind of an incentive in itself so like not even it wouldn't even matter what the goal is just putting it like saying I'm going to do this and then doing it is that like how there are all these people out there and I'm not one of them I'm not sure you are either Beck, but correct me if I'm wrong who are obsessed with streaks and you know Oh, daily I am a little bit you are, yes okay I tell know. me more tell I me know more. I, I think I have said this on the podcast before but I'm a little bit of a slave to the streak okay um, and I yeah no no I'm I'm very because that's like an that. incentive like you know don't miss well, a day actually, because it mucks you up it is no you, you're absolutely right <laughs> um yeah I I am very much a like I, I want to try and keep that daily, like even even if it is only the tiniest little bit that I can do, if that's if the two and a half minutes or something of looking at my target language and doing a couple of exercises is just enough for me to have done something that day, um, then that still makes me feel that I put in more effort than like, I mean, that was better than nothing. Yep. Um you know, if, if, if things are really busy, which they often, you know, of course we all get busy with our lives and, and doing all the things that we all do. Um, but if, if I can only manage to do a fortnightly class for my target language um, and that's 45 minutes or something and in between that I can put aside an hour or two hours to do some other, you know, sporadic practice or reading or listening or whatever – if in all of the in-between time, of which there are many, many hours and many, many minutes, just getting the tiniest little bit done once a day makes me feel that I still was being consistent. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is, no, I guess you're absolutely right. Like I, I do feel that that for me is an incentive, like knowing that I have to maintain my like daily, my daily streak on an app or something um, does keep me going because the, the disappointment I feel when I have let the streak go is like crushing. <laughs> I, I can't believe, I'm like almost embarrassed to say how completely like how much I feel I am driven by the idea of a streak, but I do love it. There you go. See, well, that's, that's a big mm. difference between us, I think. And do you, mm. do you track and chart your, I guess, whether it's your streaks or your interaction with the da- with your language on a daily basis? Because I know there are some amazing language learners out there that do these just so detailed, amazing tracking. Do you do that, Beck? Yes. Um, I don't always. I have done in the past. Um when I have been at my most, like, my, I would say my, mo- I don't know if I say my most consistent is probably the wrong way to describe it, actually, because I feel like I always try to be a little bit consistent. <laughs> but, like, when I have been at my most motivated, like, the time in my life where I've spent, where I went, I'm going to spend my lunch half hour every day doing something in Italian. This is basically like, you know, probably about a few years ago now. But I was like, I'm spending at least half an hour every day. And I maintained my streak in all the places where I wanted to maintain it. But I also did something additional for a designated period of time every single day. When I was doing that, I was tracking it and it was very satisfying but the thing that kind of got me in the end was that I I sort of, st- well, it was like the busier I got, I sort of stopped being able to do it because it just became another, sometimes it became just another step, another thing I had to do. Mm. Um, and so I kind of lost track of it like that. Having said that, I still look back on that time and I was like, it was very satisfying when I could see written down, and I love things written down, like tangible stuff that I can see and know I did something. Um I liked being able to look at it and be like, yeah, all of the 30 days in that month I did something. And I could also tell whether or not I had like which days did I do some reading practice, which days did I do speaking, which days did I do listening. And so I was really good at like being able to like, oh, well, I haven't done any speaking for a while, classic. Um, <laughs> and so I made sure that, that I was like, well, I better book in a class or I better record a video of myself talking or something. And that would kind of help me stay really on track and organized. But that is like, that was like me at my, like, I was really trying hard. No, I love that because that. that is like my, my dream and my goal. And I just don't seem to have that DNA in me. I don't know, but <laughs> I would love to like, you know, have a conversation with someone who's awesome at, at tracking their learning and then using it as a reflection tool and then as a tool to plan out their goals and their next month, quarter, however they do it. Because I just find that so inspirational. I'm just like, oh, and then I'm like, nah, you're never going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) But I love like hearing about how people do it because I just think it's so amazing. So um, if you know of anyone who's awesome other than, you know, yourself, I can think of a few people. But no. Well, I think I think you're probably giving me a bit too much credit, Penny. Like, like I said, I am not 
doing that anymore. I feel like it was at a time in my life where I was like, no, I'm going to do this. And I was like really, 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 really hyper committed for a little while. And then, and then I was like, oh, this is a lot of effort. <laughs> but you never know, you might come back to that if, it, if it's in know, a particular phase or you've got a particular reason to do that, that might yes. come back. Yes, exactly. No, you're right. Um, do you think that like obviously in some of the things that we have mentioned already now, what does being, do you think a successful learner needs to needs to have incentives I say like incentives underlined incentives um slash rewards or do you just need to be really conscious of what it is that you get out of the process like are they are they I know those things can be one and the same the incentive and the feeling um Mm. you know I guess we've already established those two things can be together the kind of incentive and the reward and and the motivation and the good feeling and all of the good stuff altogether. Look, I but- think it's really interesting, isn't it? Because I mm. I think a good learner, whether it's a language learner or, you know, a learner of something else, probably is someone who can reflect back and, and think about what works for them, what do they like, what are they trying to achieve and you know, dare I say it, probably some tracking in there probably doesn't hurt. <laughs> so they can look at the gaps as well and say, you know, I have, you know, gone a bit down on my speaking, let's up that. Um, but I think if you're able to tap into what makes you tick and what makes you feel good and what makes you, I guess, strive for more and, and you know, try and, achieve those goals that you've set for yourself I think I think that probably does make you a better learner if if I'm being honest I mean I don't think it's in a in a you know rigid kind of structured way what's what are your thoughts no I think I I think this whole conversation is just making me realize I need to reflect more (laughs) because I'm quite I really admire that I think you're very good at that um, and in other discussions we've had on this podcast before, I know we've talked about reflection and it's something that like, I don't think I probably do enough. Um, I think I get all caught up in just the doing. I was going to say, um, Beck, you do more learning. I do more reflection. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, but there's, there's definitely something to be said for making sure that you're the way you spend your time is efficient and effective right? Mm. Um, And I think sometimes in the just getting things done, just the doing stuff and like, for example, the streak is kind of is a good example in this context, I think, because for me, sometimes I don't have enough. If I'm like, ah, I don't have enough time to think about what to do and what the most effective thing is to do. I'm just like, just do something. And the streak helps that. Yes. Because you're like, stop. It's like, you know, I'm like, I don't have enough time to like do proper planning right now. So I'm just going to do something. Um, It may not be strategically very like (laughs) very good, but at least it was something better than nothing. Yeah. I love Um, that idea because you don't waste time going, oh, what should I do? What should I do? What should you do? You're just like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. But I can appreciate that in amongst all of that you can't do that forever otherwise you probably will just it will take you a very very long time to do just like not very 
much. Um, and actually it would be well worthwhile to probably sit down every now and then and be like, you know what, take an extra few minutes and just have a think about like, what are the things that I have liked doing lately? Like what has kind of gotten me excited about this language again? Um, you know, was that exercise actually helpful? Like, did I get something more out of doing a particular kind of thing like was watching that video that I saw last week actually really helpful did it spark something in my brain like I think I think sometimes we can get too caught up in the just like just do something um and maybe not think about like well how much am I getting out of that thing yeah I think that's really that's really valid and that's really important and but you know I love that you are just doing just doing something because that's awesome and you should be proud that you're doing that and on a daily basis. I don't think many people can say that for sure. Oh, well, you know, again, a little bit I think can add up to can add up to more but I, you've now got me thinking I need to reflect more often just like you do. We should have like a little reflection goal-setting workshop. I was going to say love-in but you know what I mean, like a <laughs> – <laughs> a language loving. Oh, what a good name. Oh, I love that. That sounds great. Well, maybe we could then like actually reward ourselves with something tangible afterwards. Like we could go get a coffee or something. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a fun chat. Thanks, Peg. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks everyone. It's fun. Thanks for joining us. Um, and if you have, tell us, we'd love to hear from you. Tell us about the ways that you incentivize and reward mm. yourself for your for your language learning achievements do you you know how do you do you track do you do you reflect often um do you note it down when you feel something good and you're like that was awesome I felt great after that that thing that I did in my target language (laughs) if you if you have something like that and you've just listened to this and been like yes that is me I am also a slave to the streak um or something like that then tell us um send us a send us a message or um get in touch with us on one of the places that you can find us on the internet we're on instagram at languagelovers.au or you can find us um on facebook um or join our community the language lovers au community um or of course you can just find us on our good old fashioned website languagelovers.com.au yes we would love to hear from you and likewise if you have enjoyed this podcast please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and rating we would love that and we love reading your reviews and maybe pass on the episode to another language loving person in your life that would be awesome too and we'll see you again in a fortnight bye